seems honestly that seems to be the thing. I, I, it always makes me laugh whenever I uh, whenever I meet like parents and stuff, and they always are so kind of they just expect us to be these party animal rock stars, you know, like how it used to be, like doing all that stuff. It's not. I don't think it's really that much of a thing anymore. Like most most artists that we've toured with, even ones that are a lot bigger than us and and stuff like that, um, are all very much into looking after themselves and they have a system and a routine that they do every day and that's that and like that's how it works and it's it's kind of true I think like if you if you're going to take this this game seriously I think you've got to look after yourself just for the longevity of being able to do this for years and years I don't want to I don't want to hit a point when I'm like 30 and my back's in pieces or you know I'm physically just not capable of playing shows when it's you know what my whole life really is so it's important to make sure that yeah, I'm on I'm on top all the time, and that, that seems to be the thing, the running theme with like a lot of artists that uh, that, that we play with, especially. Hi, I'm Pete McCall, and welcome to this episode of the All About Fitness podcast. When I was growing up, I had a friend. He was a year older than me, and we run we ran the same crew. He was a skater, I was a biker, BMX biker. This guy was super talented. He played. He played in our school jazz. Our school's jazz band. We had one of the top jazz bands in the country. He was a drummer. He was a t- very talented skateboarder. Sponsored by a skate shop. Entering in contests, really, really good. He still skates now. That he, he, I think he's fifty or fifty-one right now. So he's maintained his fitness to be able to skate. He's who I thought of when I got the opportunity to, to interview this guest. I don't often take take pitches from PR people. If, if it's interesting, I'll take the pitch. But I like to really curate and find the guests for All About Fitness. And one of the visions I had when I started this podcast is ultimately I want to get to the point of where I'm interviewing for celebrities, people who make a living being in the public light. I would love to be able to interview actors about what it takes to prepare for a role. I would love to interview musicians about what it takes to be in shape to stay fit while traveling on a multi-stage tour. That's why when I had the chance to do this interview, this is Danny Abasi from the damn Neck Deep. Neck Deep is based out of the UK. I looked at Danny's, I looked at Danny's Instagram and saw that he was a skater. He reminded me, the reason why I wanted to interview him is he reminded me of my buddy that I grew up with. A talented skater, a talented drummer, somebody who really just enjoys the most out of life. Danny's on a tour right now, talking a podcast, doing media to promote Neck Deep's new album. All distortions are intentional. I'd never heard of the band before I had the opportunity to interview them. I listened to them a little bit. I like them. I'm actually going to drop them in my playlist. What I wanted to talk to Danny about was how does he stay in shape on the road? What, what, what role does fitness play in a professional musician? He has a very interesting backstory. He never really was in the fitness until he actually his band started doing well and he started having to tour more. And what they found out, what he found out, and his bandmates kind of along with him, is that if you stay in shape, it's easier to do those shows. Another reason I wanted to speak with him is I heard a great interview a couple years ago with James Hetfield. He's the lead guitarist, lead singer for Metallica. And he talked about, he had this funny story about when he first started touring way back ago when he was in his 20s, that he used to party and rage after every, you know, after every concert. Well, now that he's over 50, his after concert, his after concert routine is a little bit different. And Danny and I talk about that on this episode. Before I kick it into the interview... Remember, if you want to support the podcast, there are a couple different ways you can support the podcast. One is by giving it a favorable rating. Ratings are like gold to independent content creators like myself. 
The more ratings the podcast has, the higher up in the search rankings it goes. So if you like All About Fitness, do me a favor, reach down, give us a 5, 20, 30-star rating so other people can find out about All About Fitness. That said, if you do a blog, if you have things you share, please share these episodes, pass them around, you know, post them for your friends. If you're getting a lot out of them, other people can do that as well. And if you want, if you're if you're struggling for your workout program, what should I do? I only have a little bit of equipment. I, I know I want to work out. It's important to me, but I don't know what to do. Well, that's exactly why I designed three workout programs: functional core training, kettlebell conditioning, and dumbbell strength training. Each program will tell you exactly what to do. It gives you an eight-week progression. It gives you hit intervals. It gives you core mobility workouts in addition to the main workout. I'm charging less than twenty dollars each for a great eight-week program. Check it out down below in the show notes. And if you want to learn more about your body and how your body works during exercise, I wrote a, an ebook called Dynamic Anatomy that explains all that. That's the pitch. That's how you can support the podcast. But going back into the introduction for Danny, very fun interview. A lot of fun talking to this young man, finding out we had some common interests, finding out his background in music. He has a very unique background in music that I think we'll get a kick out of. So without any further introduction, without any further stalling, Let's get right into it with Danny Abasi, the drummer for the band Neck Deep. That was my thing before music, honestly. When I, when I was younger in school, I was, uh, I was always on all the sports teams. I was swimming captain. Um, I did a lot of skiing, played a lot of rugby, played a lot of cricket as well. Um, it was only when I was like 16, 17-ish when I started taking music more seriously. But before that, it was all sports, really. All right, well, speaking today of Pete McCall, All About Fitness, we're speaking today with Danny Abassi, the drummer of the band Neck Deep. And one of the questions I'd wanted to ask you, Danny, to get started, so we'll just go right into it, was how'd you get started sure. in music and what was your what was your background in sports? Um, so music for me, it's always been around. My my dad's a professional drummer too. He, he played for us, like Take That and Whitney Houston and stuff like that. Um, so when I was when I was younger... We used to live in this big house and um, we had like this big studio. My dad would teach drums in there and uh, practice in there and stuff. So it was always, it was always kind of a thing. Uh, like drumming's always been a part of my life. Um, but I only really started taking it seriously, yeah, when I was, when I was about 16, 17, when I left school. Um, before that, um, all throughout school, sports was pretty much my, uh, my main focus. Um, but yeah, when I, uh, when I, yeah, when I left school, went to college, I started playing drums a lot more and getting into bands and things like that. And it all kind of stemmed from there really. Well, Danny, let me, so your dad was a studio musician or did he go on tour with the different bands? He, he toured with these bands. Yeah. And what was that like growing up? I mean, did you really, did you have any awareness of what your dad did or would he just kind of be there and then be, be gone for periods of time? Yeah, a bit of both. I mean, I knew it was cool. Like, you know, when you're young, everyone kind of just, their dad is the hero. And to, to me, that was like the thing that everyone knew my dad for doing. Like it was always topic of conversation. And like, I remember he came into school once and did like a, a drum clinic for, for the kids when I was like, must have been five or six. Um, and yeah, it was just cool. I don't know. I, like I loved what he did. I, I loved, I was always into music and stuff when I was a kid. But um, it, yeah, it was as cool as it was. It was normal to me. Like all my family have always been musical and stuff. And he was always into fitness too. He used to ride bikes a lot. Uh, that was his thing. Um, so yeah, both of them, I guess, are just yeah, just kind of household things for me. What what type of bikes, mate? What type of bikes? Uh, what he, was he a, like a road cyclist, mountain biker? Yeah. So our old house actually is uh, 
it's not far from where I live now. I've moved back to my my old town, so I can I can actually walk to our old house. But it's all hilly, like hills everywhere. Um, probably kind of like you probably have places like this in in LA, I guess, that's super hilly. Um, but uh, yeah, so he used to ride like road bikes on the in in these hills. So like not not mountain bikes with different gears and stuff like that, just like straight up. Yeah, road bikes, and he just smash it around the hills and stuff. Crazy, super strong guy. <laughs> well, what the, one of the things, one of the reasons why I was really interested in speaking with you, Danny, is um, looking at you. You're your drummer, and yeah, I'm a fitness podcast. But drummers are usually really fit. I mean, drummers are really sick, like athletes. When I look at it, like a, what a drummer does and how a drummer has to, like you know, you're, you're how long is your show? You guys do a show, and you need to be moving and you're you're, you're hitting the drums, you know, the entire time. How tough is that? How 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 hard is it to be playing a show? And how exhausted are you at the end of a concert? I think I think there's two ways to tackle it. Really, um, some people are just machines and freaks, and they can do absolutely no exercise, eat rubbish, like pay no attention to their health, and somehow manage to play two hour sets every night flawlessly. I can't do that. That's that's not something that works for me. Um, I think. For me, um, so I used to I used to smoke cigarettes and stuff, and like I wasn't necessarily too unhealthy, but I wasn't as conscious about my health as I am now. And when we started playing longer sets and stuff like that, and I started playing a lot harder and started taking you know more of a care into like every performance, making sure I was giving hundred percent. I I found myself getting more tired, more fatigued, and stuff, and more achy, and I just stopped everything i stopped smoking i stopped doing all that stuff and that that was when fitness really like took part in my life just as much as music and stuff and now they they both just completely go hand in hand so to answer the question it is very tiring and like if if i'm not you know up to scratch with my uh with my fitness if i'm not training properly and stuff whilst i'm away then i'm just gonna i'm just gonna be aching i'm not gonna be able to give it my my full potential every show and stuff so it's really important to me to make sure that I'm, uh, yeah, looking after myself and stuff whilst I'm on the road. Well, and, and you're, and, you know, you're relatively young. I mean, you're, you're, you're starting because reading the, the background of your band, you guys formed what in about 2012, and you guys have really been touring the last few years, right? Yeah, yeah, we started touring 2012, so I think we're seven-ish years in now. And you know, but it was funny. The reason why I asked that is I heard uh, I listened to James Hetfield, the the guitarist yeah. and, and singer for Metallica. He was on uh, Joe Rogan's podcast maybe two, three, three years ago before their uh, their tour. And he was talking about how when he was young, like they would do a concert and everybody they party afterwards. But now that he's like yeah. over fifty. They do a concert and they like have a kale smoothie and get a massage after the concert. Yeah, <laughs> because it beats them up so much. Yeah, that seems honestly. That seems to be the thing. I, I, it always makes me laugh whenever I, uh, whenever I meet like parents and stuff, and they always are so kind of. They just expect us to be these party animal rock stars, you know, like how it used to be, like doing all that stuff. It's not. I don't think it's really that much of a thing anymore. Like most most artists that we've toured with, even ones that are a lot bigger than us and and stuff like that, um, are all very much into looking after themselves and they have a system and a routine that they do every day and that's that and like that's how it works and it's it's kind of true I think like if you if you're going to take this this game seriously I think you've got to look after yourself just for the longevity of being able to do this for years and years I don't want to I don't want to hit a point when I'm like 30 and my back's in pieces or you know I'm physically just not 
capable of playing shows when it's you know what my whole life really is so it's important to make sure that yeah I'm on I'm on top all the time and that, that seems to be the thing the running theme with like a lot of artists that uh, uh that we play with especially well how much do you think I didn't even think about this until you're talking about it Danny how much do you think that social media plays a role in that because with social media now and I was looking at your Instagram feed I want to ask you one or two questions about that in a second but, uh-huh. you know, with social media, you're kind of like always marketing yourself. Whereas, you know, 15, 20 years ago, people weren't walking around with video cameras in their pockets and artists might do something a little bit differently after a show, especially with some of their fans. You know, are yeah. you kind of a hyper aware that you are always kind of like on stage with Instagram and that you're always representing your brand and your band? That's a really good point. Um, I think... social media and stuff obviously has a lot of pros and cons but to me the way I like to use it is kind of almost like a bit like a diary as well for me but at the same time like if people are invested in our music and people are invested in us as people as musicians as I don't know whatever um I feel like it's it's our responsibility to at least present the best version of ourselves as, as we can and also a lot of our supporters are young you know and I know when I was younger I was heavily influenced by you know artists and idols that I followed and I think it's important to make sure that you just you know you're giving them some positivity and some hope and some like something constructive rather than something that doesn't really mean anything or something that's negative or you know kind of a bad influence I don't want to do that um so for me my you know what I consider my best assets are my um ability to like i guess focus on something or you know be be punctual about things like training and drumming and stuff like that obviously yeah music as well and and art, all of this stuff is just things that i love doing and i want to share that with people and hopefully that encourages you know other people to follow suit or feel like they have the power or capacity to go and create whatever they want to create or or, you know, be as healthy as they possibly can and stuff like that. That's, that's important to me. So, yeah, I guess pros and cons with, with social media. But overall, if you if you used it, you know, correctly and don't take advantage of the tool that it is, I think it's quite beneficial, and quite positive. Well, I like that, mate, because you're talking about you can show that you are that you can have have a good life and, and be and do good things while you're out on the road, because I think there's this perception, as we mentioned earlier, that artists are always kind of like out there partying when in reality, once you get to your level where you're doing shows, you're doing, you're doing these, um, you're doing these festivals and you're on tour promoting your album, you know, it's a job. I mean, it's not, it's not a party every night. It's a job because you got to wake up, go somewhere the next day and be ready to perform again. You know? And so what I, one of the things I want to ask you about is we talked a little bit about your dad, who were your big musical influences growing up? I mean, you know, here, here we are talking to somebody from the UK and I'm a huge Zeppelin fan. So I didn't, you know, and, and you know, a lot of good rock and roll came from the UK. Who were your influences when you were growing up, mate? Um, so tough question. I'm trying to think back or I think, I mean, the first one, the most obvious one. So my, my real last name isn't Abassi. Uh, my my real last name is Washington. Um, Abassi comes from a musician called Tozen Abassi. He's a he's an American. He's a guitarist, and um, I've been following him since I was a kid. And he yeah was like a big part in in like 
my decision of wanting to, you know, be a touring musician and stuff. I went to go and see him play in uh, in Manchester, my local city, and ended up having a conversation with him and stuff. And he, yeah, he just basically sounds like a fairy tale, but gave me that talk, that spiel of like, you can do it, like, you know, stick at it. And it just, yeah, that was like a turning point for me. And that's when I decided like, I want to talk, I want to, I want to do this. So I'd probably say, yeah, Toes and the Bassies up there. Um, I'm a huge fan of a band called Him from Finland. Um, I've been listening to them for years. I love all their records. Uh, Incubus. I love Brandon Boyd. Um, I don't know. Quite a few. Uh, and I see, I'm looking through your Instagram, mate. I see you. So besides drums, what other, what other instruments do you, do you play? I see you, you know, with a guitar in your hand and a number of these images and number of these pictures. You know, are you just one of these musicians that always kind of likes to pick something up and play around a little bit and, and kind of be playing with different melodies? Yeah, that's me. I'm very, uh, if I'm not doing something, I don't know, I get, I get bored quickly and I just like to be occupied with something all the time. I like picking up new things. I like learning new things. And like, I always seem to have like a hobby on the go or like learning something new that's creative. Um, guitar, guitar is something I've played for a while since probably just a little bit before Neck Deep. Um, but yeah, anything really. But piano, uh, try and sing every now and again. Um, bit of bass, yeah, whatever. I'm, I'm down for it. I just, I just like learning new things. See, I love seeing that. I love like going to a show and an artist, like my, you know, some of the guitarists might get behind the drums and the drummer might come out mm-hmm. and pick up the guitar and do something different because it just, I am so, I'm one of these people, Danny, that I don't have a musical bone in my body. <laughs> you know, I gravitated towards other things growing up. So I'm always in awe of people that can go. It's kind of like people that can speak multiple languages, right? I mean, music, music yeah. is basically another type of language. Now I'm looking at, look at your Instagram photos. Is that a whippet that you have or is that a, a smaller greyhound? Yeah, that's a whippet. His name's Lenny. He was literally just in here. He's just gone. Um, how, how old is Lenny? How long have you had him? Lenny's six months old. Um, so you've had him about four months-ish. Still quite new. First dog as well. So uh, yeah, still very, very exciting. He's the best. He's so cool. And, and how, 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 how nice is it just to be able to come home and be able to chill with the dog for a little bit? the best it was daunting at first obviously because like it's a big responsibility and everyone was saying like yo you know this isn't something that's gonna last for a couple months this is you know potentially 12 years of your life kind of thing and whatever and like it's a big responsibility but within a couple weeks it was like this is just it just feels right he's just slot right into our lifestyle like it just, just fits so perfectly and like he's just really cool he's really chill as well like a lot of the time he just wants to have a little cuddle or sit on the couch and you know he's, he's a very chill dog i love him that's awesome now i'm gonna get start talking about fitness a little bit and again looking through your oh. instagram i see you do a little bit of skateboarding i mean how, how much do you skate not as much as i used to um just because i'm scared of breaking something it was that <laughs> yeah that was like my my that's where i met all my friends basically when i was younger we have a we have a skate park that's like 10 minutes from where i live and that was pretty much all I did every day from the ages of like 14 to 17, maybe, maybe 13, 17 ish. Um, every day skateboarding and then in the summer, just going out around all the local towns and stuff, all, all the other skate parks. And yeah, that was like a huge part of my childhood. But now I will a little bit like I'll get a cruiser when we go on tour and I'll, I'll go out on that every day or 
just things like light, light stuff. But I won't try anything silly because I just uh, I, I don't want to break anything and not be able to play. Yeah, right. And how often will that be? You have to go to your manager and be like, look, mate, I can't can't go on <laughs> I can't go on tour. I broke my broke my arm skateboarding. That would not be uh, uh, that would not be a good I thing. mean our singer, he he skateboards as well. He had an accident when we were on tour a couple of years ago. It was the most it was the smallest fall as well. And he ended up doing some real bad damage to his knee and he had to have keyhole surgery on it. And that messed him up for a while. Yeah. So yeah it's not worth it like i don't want to i don't want to put myself out like that especially on drums as well i need all my limbs i'd i'd hate to <laughs> not be able to singers singers can get away with sitting in a chair on stage man i think david grohl showed that yeah. he had his uh he had his boot on uh yeah because yeah, it reminds me mate no one of my good friends growing up was a drummer he was the drummer in the jazz band in our high school but he was also mm-hmm. a sponsored skateboarder he he skated half pipes and now he's okay. uh, fifty. He's fifty years old, mate. He still plays drums like two or three nights a week. He and his brother have a band. And he still he has a half pipe in his backyard. So, <laughs> but he never he, he never made it to the level that you did. That's gambling. That is respect. <laughs> yeah, he does. He does some. He does some crazy stuff, and it's fun to still see still still and ride. So, how do you stay in shape, man? I, what role does fitness play? Because that's the other thing I noticed on your Instagram is you know between between skateboarding, riding your bike, working out. It looks like you've done a little bit of boxing. Yo, how much, what role does fitness play in, in everything that you do? Huge role. Absolutely massive role. It's, yeah, I absolutely love training. Like it's, it's, it started off again. It was, it was when I had this like kind of change in lifestyle when I stopped smoking cigarettes and stuff like that. I uh, came off a tour and one of my friends who he, well, he used to live near me. He's a, he's a personal trainer. He trains, uh, new like recruited army members oh, okay uh, yeah that's his that's his job he's been doing that for years but he was home for three weeks and i was home for three weeks and i messaged him and i was like yo george i'm i'm you know not the healthiest i've ever been uh i kind of want to get this sorted do you want to help me and he was like yep yeah, cool three weeks let's go we'll train twice a day i'll put you on diet that's it and i was like okay didn't really know what i kind of signed myself up for <laughs> um but it turned into uh him arriving at my door every day at six o'clock in the morning doing massive runs and then going to the gym and then eating this like super strict diet of like no sugar above four grams no refined carbs no refined grains or like you know I was pretty much eating brown pasta, broccoli, sweet potato, and mints for three weeks straight. That was it. Um, but it was like a really hard reset and like a hard detox that my body probably needed. And it just, yeah, it showed me like, oh, so I can actually achieve things that feel hard, you know, at the start, but they're now getting easier and I now really enjoy it. It was like a really big like shift in my mentality as well. Um, and it just made me like kind of hungry to just learn new things constantly and and be able to figure them out and like achieve things i don't know i just have i just really enjoy just achieving things and that that was honestly like one of the biggest lessons i learned from that but um, well actually let's stay on that for if you don't mind so sorry to interrupt sure, Danny, sure. but if you don't mind because that's one of the things I've, I've talked recently with like a former military special operator and i've talked with like a um a mental strength coach who works with a lot of professional athletes here in the states and the one thing they talk about is that going through a physical challenge really gives you the confidence to do other things. So when you're mm-hmm. going through that three-week reset, how hard were those first few workouts? When your mate was putting you through that, how hard was it? And, and what did you feel like when you got through it? Uh, well, I hated it, honestly. Like, I regretted doing it by day two. Like, 
because between me being with him, he, so he literally committed the entire three weeks to me, which I mean, I still, I still tell the guy how much I love him for that. Like it literally changed my life, but he, yeah, between me being with him on those days, like I'd be in bed because I was just done, beat, completely beat. And like, I didn't enjoy the first few days at all. And all I wanted to do was quit. Like I was just shouting at him whenever he's making me do stuff. Like it was, it was grueling. Like it wasn't easy. Um, but yeah, it slowly became like enjoyable. Like he'd pick me up in the morning and I'd be waiting outside early and be like, right, let's go. And it, you know, it just changed. Um, but yeah, it's, it's crazy how much your like mentality can change in such a short space of time. If you just stick to something like, and that feeling of like, you know, that feeling you get sometimes and you're like, Oh, I can't be bothered to go and train. I don't want to do it today. I'll skip it. and I'll do it tomorrow. But like actually just going and doing it against, you know, that feeling and then just showing yourself like, Oh, I can, I can just, you know, do things and like get through this, like, battle of you know laziness or whatever it is for, for whoever like it's I don't know it's it just makes me feel and think a lot differently now yeah and see isn't that cool because th- those first that's exactly what I love hearing that story mate of how when people first start exercising it's just like oh why am I doing this but now when you go on the road how do you stay in shape like what's your plan when you know you have a tour coming up and you don't want to miss your workout so you don't want to fall off your program how do you stay in shape on the road what what, what are some of your tricks for for staying fit so best thing about tour is obviously I'm I'm playing like an hour on drums. So that's that's a little bit of cardio right there. And if I'm going out on my skateboard, it's a little bit more cardio. Um sometimes we'll do insanity, like the DVDs, we'll do that literally straight after a show. We'll come off stage so we're warmed up and then we'll do insanity. Um so that's like my cardio fix, and then anything else, maybe little runs or swims or whatever. Um but my favorite thing to do is weight training. Uh, I bought a little rig. I've been kind of building it up over the past like year or so. And I have like a, it's a converted drum bolt, like a really big box. And it's on wheels. And I can just wheel it into the venue or outside a venue. And it's got a bench in it. It's got free weights, dumbbells, Olympic bar, curl bar, plates, um, everything. And like loads of other like push-up things and different yeah like mats and resistance bands all that shit like everything um and i just yeah i have that out all day and that's that's of, so cool and it does you, i mean does your obviously your road crew supports that do you get any of your your fellow uh your band members or your mates on tour with you do you kind of push them do you do what your mate george did with you when you first started working out do you say come on oh, man yeah. join me you got to work out too yeah 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 so especially with the insanity was the big one for all of us last time uh there's quite a few of the other guys that don't usually train that much. They all jumped in and we had some like our tour manager and our singer, everything like we were doing it pretty, pretty intently for a couple of weeks. Uh, and it's not easy. And uh, doing it in that heat as well throughout the summer in America outside, like it gets you. Um, but yeah, every now and again, there'll be, you know, there'll be someone on the touring party that's like, Oh, I feel a little bit sluggish, a bit lazy, blah, blah, blah. You know, I'm going to come and train for a bit. And yeah, we all encourage each other. It's, it's, it's just like a nice little communal spot to have uh, in the venue, outside the venue every day where, you know, there'll, there'll be someone playing around a bit or someone there, yeah, using the equipment and stuff. It's, it's cool. 
But that's what I think with musicians, mate, especially at your level when you're on tour and everything. I think I think fitness really plays. I think nowadays, as you mentioned earlier, it really plays a big part of it because I'm just thinking, you know, a couple I've, I've known a couple of professional musicians and they've always they've been very into into working out. You know, we've we've worked, uh, you know, kind of giving them some advice. Are you familiar with a band revolution? No, I've not heard that one before. Yeah, they're they're a reggae band. I wasn't sure if you would have crossed paths. They're a Southern California reggae band. The the mm-hmm. bassist used to be my next door neighbor. I actually sold him my house when we moved. <laughs> I sold him our house when we moved. But um, yeah, it just was he was always into working out. He, and he was always because he knew when he went on tour, you know, the amount of energy that that it that it took. And so do you have any advice for for your fans? Like if your fans are thinking, hey, I need to start start a program, I need to get something going, what advice would you would you have for them to get something started? Um, I'd say be real with yourself at, at, at first. Think about, you know, what you are trying to achieve, I guess, or just remember as well, like it's not just physical. It's not, you know, working out isn't just like to make yourself aesthetically better or look to look better. Like a lot of it as well can really, you know, affect your mind and like make you stronger mentally that's that's one of the biggest things i think i've picked up from it um so even if you, even if you're not really interested in you know all these instagrammers doing like booty workouts and this and that whatever like yeah that's the thing too but at the same time like you can you can train at your own pace with your own style you could get yeah i bought an apple watch recently and i've been doing this like night run stuff that's something different like things like that There's, there will always be like an outlet that you can pick um in terms of fitness that works for you and will help you however you need however you want to be helped i guess whether it's like physically or mentally or if you're trying to get stronger if you're trying to get you know build up your stamina or trying to get leaner or lose weight or whatever like it's it's as broad as you want it to be i guess um so yeah i'd, I'd say just don't don't be kind of um what's the word like frightened by the 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 thought that it's too much work or that it's not within your reach you know looking at all these people you know that are posting on social media and stuff that just look flawless it's it's not it's not um what's the word unattainable like it's possible it's it's, if you stick to a good routine and you and you're going for that as well just yeah it's it's well that's doable well, Danny, that's great advice because I think one of the things that keeps people from starting a program is they, they see these all these perfect bodies like, oh, my goodness, I can't look like that. Why should I even start? You know, but you're, yeah, I like that message of just doing it because how much better do you feel when you work out? And do you notice a difference? Like, do you, do you notice a difference right away if you skip a day or two for whatever reason, just being busy or having other things going on? I do. Yeah, I, it's more, I don't realize it until I go back to it. Like if I miss a few days. And then I go back either in my gym or if I go to my local gym or whatever, within minutes, like, I just feel so much better being there. Like, especially for me, if, if you find a gym that works for you, or if you have friends that go there, or if you get to know the owners or things like that, like, it becomes probably the same as like a social club becomes to like old people or like, I don't know, it's like a cute little community. So for me, it's not, I don't just think about training for myself these days it's like oh I don't, yeah I don't want to I don't want my friends down too that have, you know supported me and believed in me and stuff they're all training every day like they, I want them to see me there just as much as I expect them to be there as well and it it becomes yeah like you can, you can almost build a community out of it as well if you if you decide to train with some of your friends just like I did like 
I always think about George whenever I'm feeling a little bit lazy and how much commitment he put into to helping me. Do I want to, you know, do I want to take that for granted? He put so much work into to helping me out. I can't let him down. So things like that as well, you know. Um, yeah, it, I, I think skipping days, it's fine, you know, work at your own pace as well. Like it's sometimes I am feeling like, you know, I'm not, not really in the mood to do anything. I just kind of want to chill, watch films and eat chips and do, do all that stuff. But like, you, that's fine too. You don't have to like go head first into like an absolute Arnie program. Do you know what I mean? And just be watching absolutely every calorie that goes into your body and doing this and that, or whatever. Like you don't have to do that. Like work at your own pace at the same time, but just remember, be committed. Give you, you know, give yourself a, a kick up the ass and you think you need it, but just be real with yourself. No, I, I like that. I like that approach. I, I think that's a very reasonable approach. And and you hit the nail on the head, man. A lot of people, when they start going to a gym or they start going to a studio, they become friends and it becomes much more of a social aspect. So how have you been staying fit with uh, the, the, the shelter in place orders in the UK? What have you been doing for your workouts there? Do you do anything online or do you do just do workouts at your own place? Uh, so luckily, um, my, so my, my local gym that I go to, it's like a, it's like an old school gym. And it's run by this security firm. Um, it's like, a, you know, it's where all the big guys go. It's one of those gyms. Um, but they're all absolutely lovely. Like the, the owner is like head to toe in tattoos, face covered, like what a huge guy. Um, and his son works at the, at the gym. So it's run by pretty much just their whole family. Um, so that's where I'd be, I was going beforehand. But I've just moved house and I'm a little bit further out um, than I used to be. So I wasn't able to go there every day. So I was like, right, well, I don't really want to slow down. I know I'm not going to be able to go there every day. So I'm just going to invest right now and just buy gym equipment, put it in my garage. So it's there. If I ever need it, cool, I've bought it. It's not going to go anywhere. It's not a waste of money. Like I'm invested in myself. Um, so I just went all in, just bought everything basically, bought dumbbells, you know, bench weights, everything, and kitted out my garage. I've got a rowing machine, all sorts of stuff. Um, and then this lockdown happened. So luckily, when everyone was scrambling for equipment, I had it all, all sorted. So I've snipped down, <laughs> to, my, <laughs> snipped down to my garage now. Uh, so I train there most days. Um, I go on my bike a lot. And then, yeah, I just bought just bought an Apple Watch. because they, they just released a new one, which put the price down on the on the old one. So I managed to pick up a, a Series 3 for £200, like $230 or $40-ish. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I've got the so, – so it has, like, this activity app, and you can set goals. It tracks your calories and your steps and all that. Um, but it's how, do you like playing, how do you like that? Is that is that helping you? I mean, you oh. mentioned that earlier, and I was going to ask you about that. How do you like the Apple Watch? I love it. Like, I – have been aware of them for years um but i would have had no reason to buy one other than for for fitness really so now obviously it's a big part of my life um that was the reason why i picked one up i don't really use it for anything else but the the perks that it has for for keeping tabs on like what you're doing daily is it's so encouraging as well like even obviously watching calories is uh, um take it with a pinch of salt i guess but for me it's more just like i'm, I'm not too interested in, in like losing cal- like calories it's not really my main focus but just seeing those numbers go up as you're working is so encouraging because you're like oh i'll just get the next 50 or i get the next 100 or do you know what i mean like it it's just that extra little uh little nudge to to make you work out a little hard like i've been doing 
um, like supersets now in, in my garage. And I've been doing like little hit intervals in between every set I'm doing with like with my weights and stuff, just including other things just to try and, you know, increase my fitness in, in different ways. And it's all because of that, just, just to see how it works. And, and the, yeah, the Nike run app is awesome. It's got like, um, you can download these, these, uh, runs and they have, um, coaches and stuff and you can put your headphones in and just go out of your watch and it will, it will talk to you or guide you through a run, teach you how to, to run like half marathons and stuff over, over time you can learn to run that amount. So that's something I'm, I'm kind of having a go at, at the moment. But again, I, it's, it's just little things like that. Like, little investments here and there or little little changes like buying some new running shoes or, or like a new watch or a new piece of equipment or something for me it just encourages me that little bit more to like keep going or have something new to play with or keep it exciting and the apple watch yeah for me is, is that new thing that I'm, I'm really enjoying right now no, that's cool to hear. I know a few people working on the uh, fitness stuff on the Apple Watch up in uh, Cupertino. Mm-hmm. And uh, so it's good. I'll, uh, I'll pass that information along because that's exactly it. I mean, that's what the research shows. The research shows that people started engaging with the watch and they learn and they, they just see their results and it just gets them more, more and more active. Well, you have, a new, mm-hmm. you have a new album dropping soon. I mean, I, with all this COVID stuff going on and everything, I know it's going to change touring. But you have a new album coming out pretty quickly to shift gears. What's uh, how long has it taken to put that album together, and how excited are you for that? I'm very excited. Um, it's taken us probably just over a year, maybe a bit longer in terms of like when we start like, demoing. Um, but we went to the studio, we went to a studio called Mono Valley in South Wales um, about six months ago, just before I got my dog, um, and we spent two months there-ish. Um, and yeah, it's a residential studio and we just stayed there and wrote music and recorded music all day, every day. And it was absolutely fantastic. It was the best time ever. We worked with a, a producer called Matt Squire, um, who is, again, just an incredible person, the, the, the best guy ever. Um, and yeah, we got we got our record. I'm, I'm very excited of it. It's, it's the, the most, I'd say in touch and emotional record that we've ever made not in a sad sense but it just feels the most real um and i think especially now with all this stuff going on obviously we weren't aware of this when we were writing it but it's coming out soon and you know we had the option to kind of push the release or you know wait until this stuff had blown over but i think putting this album out now is probably the best time for it to come out because people need music now. People are sat inside and some people feel a little hopeless and obviously there's a lot of confusion going on in the world. I think putting out a record like we've just written in this time might actually, you know, be more powerful than it would have been if it wasn't in this predicament, even though it's a weird one. I I think it's, yeah, I think it's going to do well. I think people are going to really, really find it special. Well, the name of the album is All Distortions Are Intentional. And I, I do think you're right, man. I do think, because I find that I've been listening to music a lot more. I, I can't pay attention to the news anymore, mate. I got to I gotta mm. turn the TV off. And so I'm at home working and writing and stuff. You know, it used to be I might have the, t- you know, the news channel on or the sports channel on in the background, but with no sports being played, <laughs> I don't need to rewatch the 1980-whatever uh, World <laughs> Series, you know, and so I've been listening to more and more music. So I think you're absolutely right that uh, music could kind of solve things. What tour were you looking forward to? I know, I know, you know, I can't even go into what tour you might be on, but what tour were you supposed to be on this summer? And, and, and I'm sure you're looking forward to it, right? 
Um, so we, the next tours that we've got coming up are the headline tours for this album. So once it's come out, we've got UK headline tour and a full US headline tour, which, yeah, very, very excited for. Um, which means we'll be able to be able to play all this new material. We've got some awesome ideas for like production and just turning it into like a real big show. Um, and they're coming, yeah, towards the end of the year. I think the US one starts in October uh, and the UK one's a little bit earlier than that. Uh, but all the all the dates are out now and all the tickets are up and stuff. So yeah, if anybody is listening that is interested in coming down, check it out online. Well, I'll have I'll have a link down to uh to the band website for Neck Deep down below in the show notes. Well, Danny, I really appreciate your time today, mate. I really appreciate a good chance to chat a little bit and and hear about your fitness uh, fitness program because one of the things I'd wanted to do with the podcast is kind of peel back the curtain on how people like yourself on how musicians and artists and and professional performers stay in shape with their schedules and with what they have to do. So, thanks for stopping by. Of course, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. As you can tell, I had fun in that interview. And like I said, he's a little bit younger maybe than my target demographic, but I like the solutions that he came up with. I'm actually going to be sending this to a friend of mine who works at, works at uh, Beach Bodies. Beach Bodies is a producer of They Do Insanity. And I think it's funny. I think it's great that these guys were doing insanity in their workouts. And that's the important thing, right? And I love that story about how his friend in the Marines helped kick off his interest in training. Because that's really, if you ever have any problems getting to the gym, Having a friend can help you with accountability. Having a friend like Danny's friend can help make sure that you get to the gym, can give you ideas for what to do. And this was, and I also liked the, you know, how enthusiastic he was about his Apple Watch. And when I, when I heard this, when I was listening to this, this is like, you know, this is a guy who, the, who it's clicked on for. There's so many people out there who understand, they hear about the importance of fitness, they hear about the importance of exercise, they just don't know what to do, so they don't do anything. Danny was very lucky that he had a friend who was able to kind of kickstart his interest in fitness. And hearing him talk about his Apple Watch and kind of how it's motivating him, that's, that's the secret sauce right there. What can get you motivated? What can get you excited about fitness? You may not be a touring musician, but fitness can certainly help you be productive in your life in so many different ways. If nothing else, being fit, working out, exercising will give you a stronger immune system to fight any of the nasty viruses going around. This was a fun, like I said, a very fun interview. All distortions are intentional. Is the album coming out soon? And it sounds like my neighbor's using a little tool right now. But yeah, the, the album from Neck Deep is All Distortions Are Intentional. That's coming out this summer. He doesn't know, nobody knows when they're going to start touring again. But if you're a fan of the music, fan of the band, I'm going to have links down below in the show notes. Give them a listen. Pay attention to them. If they come to a town near you, go out and see them. And if you ever, uh, if you ever meet Danny Abbasi, Say, hey, heard you on the All About Fitness podcast. If you want to reach out to me, you can do that, Pete, at PeteMcCallFitness.com. That's Pete, at PeteMcCallFitness.com. If, if you have ideas for guests, somebody you'd like to hear on the show, or if you have any contacts with, with people who do movies or in music, I would love to interview more people like this who, who are entertainers and find out how they stay in shape on the road. Because if Danny can make time, the reason why that's important, you know, I don't really care about celebrities like a celebrity trainer but one of the things that intrigues me about them are these are people we all have we all have only 24 hours in a day and it's the people that are very productive yet still make time to exercise that i want to have the opportunity to talk more to speak more with because a lot of us probably say i don't have the time i know i need to make a workout but i don't have the time the fact is we all have the time for what's important to us 
And we all have to have that moment like Danny did where we flip the switch and we become excited about exercising. We look forward to exercising. You and your mates are out there doing insanity before work or at lunchtime. That's the cool thing about exercise. If you're a new listener to All About Fitness, I personally, you know, okay, you want to look great, fine. But for me, my approach to exercise is fitness gives you the ability to do what you want to do when you want to do it. Danny is fit, so he has a lot of, a lot of uh, ways that he can get the most out of life. He can do the things he enjoys doing that doesn't put him at risk of being able to play drums for his band. Again, you can reach me, Pete, at PeteMcCallFitness.com. My Instagram handle is PeteMcCall underscore fitness. PeteMcCall underscore fitness. You can throw me a DM there. As always, thanks for stopping by, and I look forward to having you join me for future episodes of the All About Fitness Podcast.